right. Hello, everybody. Welcome back. Episode three. I mean, episode four, actually. Wow. Time, the progression of time. It's a killer. Um, welcome. Well, that's what happens when you're on quarantine. That's what happens when you're on quarantine. <laughs> it is all melding to one. Welcome back to the Beyond the Bleaches podcast. Thank you, everybody, for listening in, tuning in, and uh, checking us out. Uh, I'd like to welcome back uh, Moses Waldo. Moses, how are you doing, man? Pretty good. Yeah. Uh, finally saw 9 and 10, the episodes of The Last Dance. Beautiful. And I have to say, Great it's probably one of the best documentaries I've seen in a long, long time. And you're not just uh, saying Just that. from start to finish. Yeah. And you're no, not, I think... You, no, you're just not start, just saying start that to finish. because you don't want Michael to come after you, right? That's what you... <laughs> you're not trying to just play into him. Right? I was cheering against the Chicago Bulls because I'm like, can he at least let somebody else win one? Like, you denied Charles Barkley a ring. You denied Stockton Malone not once, but twice. Yeah, I think I, if you I, didn't retire... Those for those two seasons, yeah, or at least true. the eighteen month gap Houston, there, where you were Houston, gone for uh, those Houston, pretty much two seasons, uh, Houston would uh, we wouldn't have seen the yeah. Houston Rockets win a yeah. championship. Yeah. And would they stood the test of time? Would they have beaten no. the Bulls? Very <laughs> no. interesting to see. I, like, there's a lot of been, theories that could yeah. go along with that. I agree completely. Yeah, no, that's so true. So many theories, and then of course myself, Tendo. Uh, so welcome back to the uh, to the podcast for another week. We have a lot to talk about, as Moses has just said. You know, we got into episode 9 and 10 of The Last Dance, Michael Jordan's pod, uh, or at least his docu-series, you know, um, on, on, on uh, the 98 Bulls, or at least, what, I guess, six championships worth. But it's... Yeah, but it, it, it primarily, uh, it was, it was yeah, it was summed up around the, the 98 yeah, my uh, main, team, but kind of looked back in terms of the joke of the Bulls, start, Michael Jordan's yeah. influence... And then all the other stuff that came around it, but '98 was the what was pretty much what it led to yeah. the final curtain call the for the, the six feet, or not six feet, but the back to back. Well, the three feet. You could the, say the second three feet. Yeah, the three. Yeah, exactly. Basically, the second three feet. That's the best way to put it. Yeah, but it's in, Monday. In, it's Monday <laughs> on this prestigious Victoria Day. If you're in Canada, they would have won eight straight. I still believe that. If they you were think in, uh, eight straight? Oh well. If, oh, had, had, I have more comments. Not... There's a question I'm going to give you. I, okay. I think I've said too much now. Okay. They'll lead into it a little bit later. Yes, but I have a question to put you up. But I do believe that would have happened and there is uh one little thing one little nugget that the actual documentary left you on and we'll get to that in a second no for but sure. i want yeah but let's just kind of talk about the overall thoughts oh, yeah, for and, sure. and, and for what sure. you were kind of getting to there tendo of course yeah so yeah uh, before i get into overall thoughts just to say yeah we're going to be looking at the uh uh episode uh nine and ten i guess holistically what we thought about the whole series and then getting a few things that are happening in sports. And of course, we have our segment at the end of the show, uh, Draft It or Drop It. I'm plugging it now because I'm trying to get you guys to like it. Please don't make me cry when I go home tonight. Thank you very much. But yes, as we were saying, episode 9 and 10, I need, you know you know me, I need the, uh, I need uh, yeah. Come on, Gil needs this come one. On, come on, come on, guys. But uh, yes, 9 and 10, incredible overview, I could say, um, even more insightful as seven and eight were last week. Uh, a great finish. Mm-hmm. Didn't really want it to end, to be honest, of course, because this is quarantine time. So it's kind of like, okay, well, now what? Um, but I think, uh, first of all, the angle to Kerr. He, and I, I don't know how deep you want to go into it, but I thought my one remark was, honestly, Kerr's involvement was purely circumstantial of Kerr's 
significance in the NBA today. So say all things considered, Kerr still does so well in for the Bulls and still plays well for the uh, the Spurs, but has a horrible coaching career. We don't find out about Steve Kerr's dad or Steve Kerr's shooting ability. Or I just personally think his prowess as a coach for the Golden State Warriors and his significance as a coach plays into how much time he gets in episode 8 and 9. I'm not saying he's not that great of a player, but I felt Pippen deserved the amount of time he got. I felt Rodman did. I was like, eh, Kerr, yeah, sure, I guess, because he's, like, sliding in and out. But there's just... I mean, you know, you could have... Horace Grant, I felt, like, maybe deserved a bit more screen time. That's He personally. wasn't part of that second three-peat, though. I, I understand, but I also do feel like, in terms of a player... I just felt like he, he just had more of a, um, he put more of a, a standpoint. I mean, I felt like Scott Burrell probably had, should have been at least, get, like, he deserved a bit more time. The man took verbal beatings, like, for years. Like, 10 years. Like It I, was playful teasing. Oh, yeah, <laughs> sure. You Knowing what we know now. Hey. Knowing what we know about about, about workplace MJ harassment. MJ respected him. <laughs> <laughs> or assault. In yeah. Steve Kerr's case. <laughs> which I think is primarily because two things that Steve Kerr did in those situations that yeah. deserved the time that he that he had yes. in this documentary, especially in the latter stages, was because of his influence and that game-winning shot that he had yeah. in uh, in the first series against Utah, which I believe was part of part nine part nine yeah um, kind of talking episode. leading it up to 10 right yeah and he in his influence of just making those timely buckets and it was one of those plays where he you know jordan knew he was gonna get double teamed and then he just threw it across right over to steve kerr and he's expecting him to make the shot i think that's where the influence came from the similarities between their dads dying um very true big time i big think time. I, I think they didn't really go in depth with that like michael jordan because yeah. obviously he's kind of yeah it's but you did but the there was Steve a lost us <laughs> <laughs> maybe there's a part two an extended sequel yeah yeah uh, yeah, like, yeah. The, part 11 the director's right? cut yeah <laughs> over time uh what well, the I think he had the significance there because yeah. of that and the part before part eight where you know he got punched in the eye by yeah. Michael Jordan. I, I, I think yeah. that's significant that's enough significant. to earn the time that's he did. Significant enough. I also wanted to talk to you about the fact that um, it is quite funny. It's like in when him relate or, or um, relating to his you know his um, his story his background and like. Um, his coming of age, right? Uh, Steve Kerr, that is. But when he referred to how he played for the Cavs and then he would see Paxton, it was so funny that he looked at Paxton, Paxton <laughs> role player, and he said, "Oh, I want <laughs> that's that's my spot. I'm competitive. This is the NBA, but like, give me that role play because I know I, I, I it's the humility to understand. I want to be the role player on the best team. Like, I'm not gonna be the guy." I'm never going to like the guy. He knew where his skills were limited. I, I like know. He, he had that, 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 uh, you, you always need that ambition. I get what you're saying. Yeah. You need that ambition because that's that what ambition. makes you great. Yeah. And the time. Yeah. At the same token, know your limits. It, right. <laughs> 
but it's, like, he, just, it's, oh, yeah, he, he knew yeah, his role and he understood, yeah. look, I'm not going to be the guy that's going to be lights no. out. I'm not going to be I'm not a putting down Jordan, but I know how to stay in this league yes. and make myself a, a, a person that is valuable to a team. That's so true. And he won three championships learning from Paxton who did that yeah. very similarly. Yeah. It's like, all right, what are some of the things I could compliment Michael? Michael's yes. the how can I, how can I help Michael out do better? And of course, being exactly. that guy for that open that open uh, shot when when it, it he's being overloaded or double teamed, especially that like I think you never you never and I think that's even something that a lot of big players have today as well. It's it's the most obvious thing. You need a big you need a good shooter from the perimeter um, when 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 the the play collapses right. Um, but I just say that because it's just so interesting to see. Every other former NBA player, like when they're talking about their prowess, about how they approached the game or how their fear or lack thereof toward Michael Jordan. Like, so you have this idea that they like they're not going to be humble about their game, about what they can bring to the game. Right. And that and that feeds into what it means to be great. Like the only reason these are the guys who are going against Jordan in those critical situations, like a Reggie Miller or even a Stockton is that attitude that they go in with, that they, like, the carefree, I don't think Michael Jordan is Jesus, right? He's black Jesus, but, you know, he's not black yeah. Jesus. You know what, what I mean? What was the other one? The uh, black, the, uh, black hat? Jordan, yeah, the black the hat, or black Jesus. He never called him, he never told him MJ, Mr. Jordan, Michael Jordan. He didn't want to give him that respect. No, no. But I think, I think the black Jesus one was funny because I think... That's Michael. Michael saying like you know that's 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 on himself. That's being personally funny. Uh, yeah, you suggest. don't piss off Black Jesus. No, never piss off Black Jesus. Never... In fact, I, I, he finds he finds motivation in some of the strangest things. Oh. That energy that MJ was on was oh, incredible. unreal, incredible. And this just it just took it to a new level. Just yeah. some of the stuff that we looked at at seven and eight, where you know he's like. Uh, you know, did did somebody disrespect him or say something wrong oh. to him? Like, not even. He'll just make stuff up. Just, just something to motivate him. Have to or George real. Carl doesn't say hi to him when they're in the same restaurant. Uses that as motivation. I mean, so it's crazy to me to how he just, yeah. he'll find anything. Yeah. It'll be like, for example, a car decides to, you know, a pedestrian would like, you know, go across the street when the light is, you know, green and interfering with uh, right away. Michael Jordan nearly hits him. He'll use that as motivation to drop 40 on somebody. He'll, he'll like, it's like, just some of the weirdest yeah. things that <laughs> <laughs> he's like, like my know, wife my wife like you know she told all of a sudden burnt the toast was, yeah boom drop 60 yeah, you know, yeah, no, exactly. like it just doesn't it's like insane <laughs> and the, the preparation and you know what it is i think that i love about it too is that i um you know they a lot of sports psychologists talk about the the power of visualization and then getting in that zone like even that one uh sports reporter was saying being able to be in the moment right finishing a game seven against against uh the pacers and then immediately jumping into the the finals against the jazz in 97 yeah, he's just listening to music and having fun I mean, dancing first, around first of all slight flex you know my man was saying he had uh who is it well uh, he had uh uh i i yeah i feel even worse now yeah he's like he yeah he had like pretty much a record that you yeah, know wasn't out yet was and he's getting yet. the first list and i yeah. think it was funny because first like, yeah i can't remember the, the the gentleman's name and i used to you know, listen by proxy of my parents to this said artist. And I was like, this is hilarious. The, it's like, it's, you know, art becomes reality. But what I was saying to that is uh, Jordan's ability to stay 
focused and in the zone is so incredible and even more so when you think about the fact that yeah he could think of an idea or 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 a situation like uh that you know that the gentleman smith for for was it the 76ers uh in episode six uh who had a pretty good game oh for the bullets the bullets the washington bullets yeah who the bradford smith the bradford smith the bradford smith's life changed on that day and I bet you for a fact, it wasn't just a simple like switch and Michael was ready to go. He did the mental preparation. So he's seething with this idea. I, and, and I think that was the reason behind a lot of those clips. You would see him being quiet, laying on his back or sitting. And, I, and most sports, most professional athletes will tell you that that is actually kind of the, 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 the way that you would prepare yourself. You're mentally getting in that zone. Right, but you're using your focus, whatever your focus is. Most people, it's I won the gold medal. I want. I would like to win a championship. I'd like, you know, I I've been waiting for this my whole life. Uh, Michael's is the Bradford Smith put uh, hugged me and said, "Good game." Of course, none of those things happened, but that was his sole focus, and it's it's incredible that he could focus on that, on a lie, Moses. He could focus on a lie for at least forty minutes. <laughs> <laughs> it's incredible what he can do with that yeah. lie. Incredible. The kid had the kid had thirty seven the entire game the night before, and then Jordan had no that chance. thirty. He had thirty six in the yeah, first half. Yeah, he said, "I'm a I'm a drop thirty six in the first half on LeBradford Smith." Why, my guy? Just, <laughs> he just woke up that day. He brought. He ate cereal. He had no idea he was about to get destroyed by Michael Jordan. There's no way. It's but, you know, the, I digress. The idea is Michael's ability to zone in the small things, idiosyncrasies of his life, are b- big enough for him to win. That's all he needed, and I mean, I think you you that you know a funny thing is that you think this lore is something that is only being made apparent, you know, post the the season is over. No. I would imagine that after championship number two, every, I, everyone in the NBA said Michael Jordan is not someone to be messed with. You know, the first one, sure, people say that's great, but, you know, can you do it back to back? He does it the second time. People are saying, all right, maybe we shouldn't be put. By the third championship, I don't think there's a single person in the NBA who doesn't know that Michael Jordan doesn't need much to beat you, Right. So now I'm thinking, my homeboy for the Utah Jazz who's talking. Russell, was it? Yeah, Gar- Brian Russell. <laughs> garbage. Garbage. While he's playing baseball, I'm like, you know, Carl says, you know, he's a, he's a young blood. He doesn't know any better. And I'm like, that's an understatement. That's an understatement. <laughs> Do you know who you're talking to? You know, it's, it just was, yeah. No, it's what, like that uh, story with uh, Kevin Garnett when he came in as a rookie with the Wolves and they were taking on yes. the Wolves and Isaiah Ryder was having a great game great against game. Michael Jordan, and then you had KG start start talking smack as he does. And what ended up happening? Michael like, Jordan, <laughs> Isaiah Ryder, off. rookie, like because he's like you do not wake a sleeping bear. No, and what happened? Well, yeah, Michael Jordan like went off went off uh, in that, the second half, and then you know 
destroy the wolves. So, you know, it's like things like that, the stories that you hear. Yeah, you you you, you let sleeping dogs lie. You don't go after them. You don't, don't start poking them yeah. and all of a sudden provoke them. Yeah. Because he'll, especially with Michael Jordan, well, he'll find the littlest thing it could be that will the set them up your grandmother wore on the basketball day. floor. Your grandmother wore a pink hat at church last week, Tuesday, for uh, for prayer practice. And um, my uncle's pet dog was there at that church service for that prayer practice. Didn't quite like it. So I'm going to drop 50 points on you tomorrow. Okay? Thank you very much. <laughs> What's your name? It doesn't even matter. I'm still yeah, I don't care who you are. Yeah. I don't care. I don't care. I mean, to the point that it was even better, like, thinking about <laughs> when he was going up against Carl Malone. Carl Malone, at this point, is, like, an incredible athlete, right? The guy's a modern marvel. You know, this forward is built like a, a tank, like a fridge, right? Sweeps Shaq and Kobe, you know? John Stockton, who drives a freaking, you know, a, a Ford Freestar probably at this time. If any of you don't know that, Google it. Um, I've driven one before. It's a great van. Uh, good quality. Bad mileage, though. But when, besides when do we that, get sponsorship here? No, never mind. Yeah, they're coming. That's, <laughs> that's how you, you, it's, you know, it's subliminal. You, get, you approach them first, and then they come to you. Moses, don't worry. I, I think I know. But um, him saying, I'm not Shaq. I, that's, that, you know, if you could bottle that, that, like, that scene and sell it, oh, incredible. I'm not Shaq. Think about the fact that Shaq could score 50 points at this time. This is a Shaquille O'Neal who's dominant at, uh... The dude in, was in, easy 2020. Eat, light, for breakfast. 2020 for breakfast. Shaquille O'Neal, who then gets beaten by a Karl Malone. So to beat Shaquille O'Neal's incredible, already a feat on its own, and to make it to the finals. And Michael Jordan said, I'm not Shaq. I'm not, you like, <laughs> come on. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I was left speechless at that point. I really could, there was nothing else I could say. That was beautiful. Another thing. That took me uh, that that I felt that as we got, you know, into the later stages of the documentary. Yeah. From episode one to ten is the emotional and human factor of Michael Jordan. We know him as a killer on the court. Yes. But we really didn't know him from an emotional, from a human level. Yeah. And he showed that. As we progressed, as we saw in 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, all of a sudden you're like, oh, the dude was human. The emotional toll that those series took on him. He was dead tired. The one against Brian Russell, and you know, I've always said that was a push-off. The more I look (laughs) at it, no, Brian Russell was on his way from Utah to Nevada. He he was going that way anyways. Michael Jordan's like, here you go, sir. And then he's like, all right, I'm going to bring the ball, snatch it back. And I'm going to drop it from the top In. of the key. And I'm like, okay, there In. you go. And, 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 and you know what I even say? I like, cause I never thought it was a push. Uh, I, I, I'll, I'll say this. It looked like a push, but then also watching Kobe play and him doing the exact same thing because he modeled his, his put the, his the push off. Yeah. Exactly. He does. He would be, he'd done that exact same move plenty of times. Right. And I no coach uh, or ref had, or at least a ref had come through and said, "Listen, 
you know, depending on how you are, right? It also plays in being the star, you know, you get to live a little bit of a different life, you know, refs treat you a little differently, but I agree, completely agree on, on board. And I mean, it's one for one. If his is a push, then what's Reggie Miller's, right? Like Reggie Miller's is like a legit shot in my opinion. Oh, no. Reggie Miller, that was a legit shot. That was a legit but that's fine. Like he was just space. trying to get some separation, whatever. Space. But mean, you know, looking at MJ, everyone talks about the push, and I'm like, I get it, I get it. But then when no, you look at it again, it I was like, yeah. no. And I've, I, you know, you know, through uh, a different lens, mm-hmm. and I'm like, you know what? No, no. You could see all that forward momentum because yes. Brian Russell, and I think MJ talked about it too. The guy will he go one gone. way, you bring the ball back, he's right just going to keep toes. going that way because yeah. it's momentum, right? Yes. Yeah, so yeah. he he knew the playbook. He knew what Russell brought. Yeah. No, and exactly. he's like, all right. Yeah. He, but he, it's so funny to yeah. watch everybody else on that team because you knew that final 41 seconds was arguably the most remarkable Incredible. MJ sequence of all time Incredible. out of all the ones. And if yeah. we talk about the shot, that's great. But I think what led to it, the basket where he went, uh, he, he drove to the lane or, uh, or, or drove uh, to the cup. Uh, got the bucket to pull within one, go back the defensive end, and on the weak side, Get the strip Carl Malone, who was Incredible. completely Incredible. Uh, unaware. Completely and it was oblivious. it was a genius move so good. and keep things going. Just listening to those guys, listening to Phil Jackson, that entire sequence, it just, you're like, oh, damn. Because, you know, Phil could have easily called a timeout, right? As soon as Michael, you know, top possession, crossed move. half, call a timeout, let's set a play. But he's like, clock. no. Yeah, run the no, clock down. He, you know, MJ saw him. Phil Jackson's like, no, we're not calling the timeout <laughs> run because the we're not letting down. him set. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and MJ's, you know, MJ had him by the cojones, and you know what? He did what he had to do because he's like, I can actually just shoot from anywhere. It's like it's not a big problem for me. I, it's it's I'm just doing this to humor the rest of you. I miss to humor the rest of you, just so you can feel like it's an even it's an even game. But I don't really. But, but I I I completely agree with that. It was. The the strip was so significant, right? Because I and I think like the a lot of guys in bas a lot of people in basketball will like who who I think maybe uh, have a bit more an investment into the sport will understand that of course the defense is where the is where the real games are won, but it's particularly that point with the intelligence in understanding their the play that is coming to you and adapting to it. At a moment's notice. The fact that he said he'd already re- recognized that they would run a play like this in a crucial moment. I mean, it's pretty obvious. It's a Stock- Stockton Malone team up was like 99% of their plays were that, you know, at that time. Stockton and Malone were just t- tag teams. They could, they couldn't, they always found each other somehow. Um, but for him to, Michael, to realize that of course, like he'd been watching that whole game. That they they keep they keep drawing him out so that he can't he can't be on Malone and it's Rodman Malone one on one, and it just seemed like such an obvious thing to do, but at the same time just shows the greatness. Like I agree, Phil Jackson Jordan, like minds in terms of in terms of the intelligence, flip this it's flipped that game completely right just on that swipe, Com- like lo- like I think I, and I mean. Think about them, right? You're Utah. This is your. This is the do or die game, and you're Carl Malone, and you're 
Moses, the rim is literally right above you. It is literally, you are, you are within two meters of your first NBA championship. You know, or closer to your first NBA championship. Because if they had won that game, then they would have sent it to game seven. seven. And they talk about, I think, Bob Costas leading up to it was saying, you know, road team game sevens have had a terrible record. Oh, yeah. Which would have gave you a slight advantage. And, you know, anything can happen in a game seven. Of course. But when you have home court, and they were the better team. Yes, uh, Utah, for sure. Utah was the was much, much better, better skill wise. Oh, for sure. In as opposed to the first meeting in '97 yeah. between them and the, the variety Warriors. of the play, the 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 different types of plays, just the physicality of the team itself, the support plays for Utah. Everyone was firing on all cylinders, and John Stockton was just you couldn't he couldn't miss. He just couldn't miss. Um, so I agree, like an incredible team to face for, for, uh, the Bulls at that time. But yeah, no, I, I, uh, it's incredible just to watch and, and to re relive, not even relive. I didn't have the benefit of even being, I remember watching those games. Okay. I remember remember watching the flu game and I want to get to the whole, I have to ask you this. Yes. So. Everyone talked about it being he had the flu. He had the flu. Yes. Well, turns out like his trainer was saying, no, he's basically, you know, and he's basically alluding it was food poisoning. MJ said the same thing. Yeah. But the fact and so I know there were like a lot of rumblings and rumors. The fact that, you know, MJ, yeah. um, you know, may have been hung over. Yes. Well, it's, it sounds like there were a lot of yeah. various accounts yes. you or you know, various people who you, said, you know what? No, it's it's actually accurate. The dude yeah. was. You know, keeling over. This was not about of the guy went out had too much to drink. Sure. They weren't even in downtown Utah. They were in the outskirts because they were trying to avoid that whole nonsense. Sure. That's why they couldn't get anything open at you know, ten yeah, o'clock at sure, night. Sure, sure, sure. And I, I, I hear what you're trying to tell me. I hear what you're trying to tell me. <laughs> uh, but I also know who Michael Jordan is. You see, that's my problem with the story, right? Is I also know Michael Jordan occasionally liked to drink a beer, have a cigar before a game. He done it yes. many times before. He liked to have, but a this bit is of fun. different. I'm not saying he did oh, it is that it different? game. I will say it's different. And they also talked to Jason Hare, who's the director okay. of the film, and they cut a lot of stuff out. Yes, but he did mention um, in a, um, I guess, after show. Yeah, that there's a lot of stuff that we took out. But what happened was MJ, because everyone's talking about it's like. So you have five dudes in the place. Yeah, and MJ didn't even show one my, slice. That was my. Everyone, yeah, you're you're gonna allude to. Yeah, there's an answer for that. There is an answer for that. No so pizza, yeah. What ended up happening? Okay. You had those guys. Michael Jordan, doesn't Jordan's like posse, show? Yeah. everybody else that, that was in that group yeah. had supper already. You know, around six o'clock without Jordan. Okay. Jordan was super pissed. And this is coming from Jason Hare. So this is his. This is what he was saying. This was cut out of the show. Okay. This is what he said in an after show. <laughs> MJ was pissed. <laughs> MJ was y'all pissed. Had like, with, without me? Y'all had dinner without me? Y'all had dinner without me? Y'all had... And now yeah. watch me get food poisoning. This, that's on y'all. So this is what happened. So basically. So yeah. <laughs> Jordan... Yes. Was like, you know what? Screw everybody here. I'm ordering a pizza. You're not having any of it. He was going to eat it all. And then I think he did. And what was interesting about, yeah. So I was like, no, that sounds like, I'm like, that, when you hear that story, you're like, okay, that sounds like MJ. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, 
screw everybody here. Yeah, screw you you guys, guys ate without me. You're not even getting a slice, yeah. Not, yeah. not even a sniff. Yeah. So that's what the story goes behind it. Now, in terms of the no, delivery. and even hair was saying this in terms of, you know, having five guys at the door I when they were answering the pizza. I don't, I don't know it. if it happened. He's like, it's just all, it. it's, it's, you know, he's just saying that's what they said. Moses? He's not saying that he necessarily agrees Moses? with it or that, that notion. But yes, what was interesting was Jordan saying, screw everybody because you guys ate without me. Cause yeah. they all ate. They before. all ate. Of course. And he didn't have anything. Supposedly. And you're in a remote Utah. You're outside of Salt Lake. So he couldn't necessarily, you know, buy something on the ready compared to if you were in downtown, but they avoided that mess. And he ate that pizza. Now, did he get food poisoning? <laughs> a part of me feels like if you're a Utah Jazz fan, uh-huh. maybe. Uh-huh. But it just showed that no matter what, yes. MJ showed up. MJ did. He did show yeah. up. Yeah. He did like show he heard up. Jerry Sloan. He's like, I didn't even know. I didn't he was even sick. know. That's probably the last man the who last knew man he was sick. I've, incredible. I yeah. So, how I think about this, uh, Moses, is uh, first of all, um, I heard the story, and I said uh, Michael Jordan, the trainer, are both fucking lying to me, right now. I uh, I said that. I said you're both fucking lying to my face right now. Five people are picking are dropping off a pizza. Oh yeah, they know it's Michael Jordan. It's Michael Jordan. So five people are picking up a pizza, and then you tell me something's off something's off you tell me something's off and you're willing to take that chance on michael jordan i mean i guess maybe you didn't think it was his that mom big a deal. was there his mom apparently can confirm this as well that he was curled Not up in the, in the bathroom yes she, so she the was doctors called, she was called say. she was called moses after the fact that he was curled up in the toilet at the toilet i'm not saying he wasn't in the room he probably was. I'm not saying those people weren't there. They probably were. I'm saying my man was uh, filling himself up on cigars, some beer, booze. Maybe he drank something he shouldn't have been drinking, something that maybe sent him over the edge, and coupled with some food that may not have been great, because I don't think it's just specifically a he had food, like the food poisoning on its own. I can tell you this man was was partying it up. Why? Why? Number exhibit A. There's no other franchise more um, embarrassing than Utah besides the Phoenix Suns and Charlotte. You know, of course, this comes back around to, to Jordan. But Utah is not a serious franchise to most other teams to the point that Jordan had been known previous to, and I've, I've made this point many times before, during the regular season, to take short flights, and other players can even corroborate this, from U, from Salt Lake to uh, Vegas. So say they get in um, on the, they, they're on a road, they're on a road stint in the Western Conference, right? And he's going to be in Utah uh, Monday, and the, the game's Tuesday evening. He'll fly down to Vegas, party it up Monday evening, fly back, right? In time for the in time for Tuesday practice for shoot, Tuesday shoot around, and then be ready for the game. I don't think there's anything that's that's uh, wrong with it. I'm not saying that people sh- aren't allowed to do it. If you can operate at that level, I think that's perfectly fine. He's clearly proved it before, because there were games. I'm pretty sure that people had said like he had gone out, he'd had a bit of fun, coming back at two a. I'm not now. You know, I I don't want to bring that up because I know that one is kind of just a shot in the dark. 
and I feel like that's a that's unfair towards Jordan in terms of how late he was staying out or this that, and the third. But I do think he does stay out, Moses, and I do think he likes to have a little bit of fun. My man had a piano in his hotel room for no reason. You don't think they're not gonna bring him drinks? You don't think that hotel's not gonna like say Michael Jordan wants a fifth of rum? We're bringing him a fifth. Yeah, if they're jazz fans, they'll clearly poison him, which apparently happened. They may have. I still buy. I still believe it. They may have mixed in some piss. I believe it. So yes, they could have contaminated the mini bar. You know, none of the vodka is actual vodka. It's all bleach. I'm not. I don't think that's above (laughs) reason. I think that could have happened. But well, I don't, don't they have? Uh, well, I don't know what they if they no, they don't drink because they're Mormon. Yeah, sure. Do sure, they have yeah, booze yeah. in around them? <laughs> yeah, sure. yeah, sure. <laughs> they don't drink. Yeah, of course, Moses. Yeah, of course. Well, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm just yeah, saying yeah, yeah, yeah. they don't. Yeah, that's so what that's they. Stuff, that's, that's they don't even know what to do. They don't even know what liquor tastes like or looks course, like. So of fine. course, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So fine. all the more time to practice poisoning people with it. I didn't say that. Did I say that? Did that come out of my mouth? <laughs> Utah, if you have a problem... You this segment's been brought to you by <laughs> Jesus Christ, the Latter-day Saints. <laughs> they probably also didn't like the fact that he called himself Black Jesus. You know, to be honest, they probably heard the Black Jesus comment. They said, you know what, that's uh, that's a step too far there, Mike. I think uh, we got to reset some things, you know. You talk about a guy that you say, obviously, would just go to Vegas and just chill out. But he would do that within his own time and come back. MJ, yeah. Yes. Right? Like he wouldn't miss a practice. No, he wouldn't. Let's listen to Dennis Rodman. Yes. Okay. Yes. Let's, okay. let's, let's, let's listen to him. Oh boy. Listen to what he says. Oh boy. Look what he did. Yeah. During the NBA finals, no yeah, less. I, I know. I, I didn't see that one coming. When, I saw, when, <laughs> when they said he disappeared, I said, oh no, Dennis, no. Dennis, don't do that, Dennis. <laughs> Oh no, baby! Oh, what? baby, baby, what are you doing, baby? So, yeah, what is you doing? Baby? You know what's funny about it is that um, Phil, Phil's look was like exhaustion. I'm sure that everyone played it off as we were being cordial. This is Dennis. We know who Dennis is. You know, I no. Phil was like, bro, this is <laughs> literally. In the middle of a final playoff, which, like we had just re- we just stated, against a team that is better than we are, right? We are here to defend our title, so we cannot be taking shortcuts, right? And to have your second or third best player decide, as regardless of how good he is when he comes back, because he did play a great game, but that still puts pressure on the on the team. Number one, on the focus. Number two, and then the team dynamic, man. It's like you're just checking out. The fact that they we, we saw in episodes five and six, think about it, seven or seven and eight, they were talking about the one player who went up to Scotty Pippen after Scotty refuses to, to, to play in the last um, set, and then Kukoc eventually helped, helped save them, right? The, the seasons Jordan wasn't there. But the fact that there's that much in terms of the buy-in, Go tells me that they take this seriously. That if they're going for these team meetings, they have that buy-in. They on an emotional level, they are brothers in arms. This is a war we're fighting together, right? For Dennis Rodman to do that, I felt like regardless of how good he was or his talent, that takes away from the team dynamic. I I wouldn't even be surprised if it soured 
the locker room for the last two, three games. Especially you think so? toward him. I especially toward him. Because of the fact that like that just adds a lot of extra stress. I mean, now Phil's having to face questions where they're asking about Dennis and he's having to deflect by saying it's bothering you more than it's bothering us. It's definitely bothering you, Phil. The the bother the the the, the stress of it is the fact that people keep having to ask him questions about it, bringing fanfare, all the press, all they care about is what Dennis was doing off the court rather than the the team actually being given that opportunity to play. All he had to do was just stay put for like three more days. Three more days, you know? And I, you know, I think he is very zen and very free-thinking and flowing when it comes to Phil Jackson. Yeah. That I think he has a little – he sees, you know, a kindred spirit in Dennis Rodman. They alluded to that a little bit, where – Rodman just needs a, a he's a different cat. But the thing is, did it affect the way he played? And I, you mentioned that. It didn't. It and didn't, as long no. and you had Michael Jordan who would be the authoritarian, yes. right? If things were out of place and he yeah. knew that you would it'd be detrimental to our team, he's not shy to tell you that was detrimental. And probably say it in much harsher terms than what I'm saying it as, you know, describing it as right now. Yes, 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 yes. And, but you see Jordan would even joke around with it. He kind of just push him around. He's like, come on, man. And he's like, he knew Dennis Rodman would show up in that game. Every if he didn't, time. well, Jordan would have something to say about of it. Because it's like, not only you shouldn't have gone there, but yeah. I'm going to whoop your ass in the process. <laughs> like he would have so done it. But the thing is, he did show up. Rodman did not miss out of play. And as crazy no. as he can be, he yes. did show up to his job. He did his job effectively <laughs> a masterful, masterful job actually never and, mind yeah, I was, that. A I was masterful say, job. understatement as to him doing his job he incredible job in to the point that it kind of still makes me wonder like <clears throat> is there just a level of of basketball intellect that now you, you know you've now been able to control the game to such a point that like I said with Jordan, you're basically just losing to make it interesting for everyone else. And I kind of feel like Dennis Rodman was, had found that. And I, that's where Michael and Dennis have that like sort of level of agreement. They've both peaked because they both on, a, on some level can like, respect each other's craft and know that we both can influence the game in a different way than most players ever will or can in the NBA, right? There's a special Jordan few. knew. Yeah. You're right. Jordan knew, yeah. and he said this in previous episodes, that, you know, he needs to take over a game, he will. Yes. But understood yeah. that it's a team game and he needs others to help step up. Yes. He knew what he was getting with Dennis Rodman. Oh, for sure. You know, and, you know, then you talk about those challenges. You know, Rodman had proved himself – uh, in those years that he could trust him to do the job he needed to. He needed to be that gritty guy. Was he a little off the wall? Yes. Of course, but yeah. did he do more than he hurt? Yes. Yeah. And I think it's sad because when you look, and I, I'm kind of just wrapping this up, because when you look at that team, they could have, I, I think, would have challenged for a seventh title. Yeah. Now you know what? Scratch that. They would have won a seventh title if they, they all came back. They could have. They they definitely. I agree. They would. They yeah. would have. Yeah. I'm changing it. Would have. <laughs> they would have won a seventh title. I am it. that confident. Oh, for sure. 
for sure. And I have a number of reasons why I say that. Please. This was a team, yes, was yeah. old. Yeah. Right? Jordan wasn't getting any younger. No. A lot of the guys were up there. Scotty Pippen was going to be asking for more money. Um, you knew it was going to be hard to kind of keep that group that together group, and the yeah. role players, right? Yeah. Everyone's stock had but just gone up by like four assuming, points. Yeah. Assuming everybody came back, there was one factor for me that would have said they would have won a seventh title for sure. Mm-hmm. It was a shortened lockout season. Uh, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> yeah, it, it was a shortened season. Yeah. yeah. So instead of going through an 82 game season, yeah. And then through, you know, 20 games, 19 games in the playoffs, which has kind of been a custom yeah. for the Bulls and yes. in terms of how they they kind of did things. Yeah. If they need to play it through, they'll play it through. 100%. So, that one second. I don't know what happened. Uh-oh. There we go. Yes. You back? Had some, uh, yeah, exactly. Some pop ups. Gotta close them. Close them, boys. <laughs> dangerous Uh-oh. stuff. What's going on? Uh-oh. No, uh, but to my point, I think they would have won a seventh title. For and real? my reason yeah. for it is it was a shortened season. It was due to the lockout. Yes. And with that in mind, it's it's pretty much a sprint, no longer a marathon. And that would have bode well for an aging team rather than going through an. <laughs> 82 game schedule which yeah. would have been grueling yes and then they would have kind of kind of died off in in, in yeah. the playoffs mm-hmm. in the latter stages yes they would have been fresh enough to go through those battles and be like all right we're going to be playing like 60 maybe close to 70 games 60 yes. some games 70 games in this entire season rather mm-hmm. than playing 80 close to i would say like 100 games yeah if you include so the playoffs right I, so moses i want to know so thinking about that right so like at the end we get that breakdown because that is the notion right that you're thinking it and a lot of people are thinking it why not seven what 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 is what is the standpoint of of the play of people right so now we hear from um uh what's his face the owner is a stack i can't remember his name jerry reinsdorf reinsdorf um is now you know a little flippant you know he a little he flip floppy you know in the way he he says despite the fact what we said at the beginning of the season, right? Number one, it indicates that you and Jerry Krause neither believed, neither of you believed that you could win the sixth, right? Um, because, you know, if, if you were saying that, if Jerry Krause could confidently... I don't think they didn't believe in it was the sixth, though. I don't. I personally think Jerry Krause made it seem like these guys, these guys are old enough to compete. These guys are good enough to compete... But I think I really do think because the and I'll, I'll, I, this is this is where my reasoning comes from, right? Why I say that is because the only re if they're saying that it was offered to Michael or or the or Phil Jackson was then offered another one year uh, contract, regardless. But then Phil Jackson still felt like it wouldn't be a good fit because of now how Jerry Krause felt. It means that Phil didn't feel welcomed anymore or not even just that, but not welcome, but also the trust and faith in the, the, his team's ability to make it to the, to make another championship had waned. It had waned far beyond because Michael then referring to him, Scotty, all of the guys would have been willing to take a one year. He'd been taking one years up until that point. Right. 
you know, of course he did say Scotty may have been a bit more tricky. I think that was a bit of a slight. That was it seemed like a slight to the way Scotty always had to have some issue. There was always something wrong with Scotty. Like well, Scotty was, was severely underpaid. That would have been no, the problem. I I understand, but it was kind of like him saying like, Ugh, but then we'd have to worry about Scott's contract. I guess maybe the rest of us could take some cuts. <laughs> I guess Scotty gets a payday. Okay, are you happy, Scotty? Um, but they all seem that he sees that they were all more than ready to d- give it another go. However, he felt very conflicted by listening to Reinsdorf's explanation. Like, he felt like the only reason they're not doing it is because the organization didn't believe that they could do it for the seventh. Had they believed they could do it for the seventh, the notion would, put, would have been put through the whole team that maybe we should push for and uh, let's get another year, Right. I, but, you know, we also don't know all the contract negotiations that were happening. We'll never understand it. Um, of course, Kerr and Pippen needed to get traded. We needed They needed them off the books, right? You had, like, these guys who now were starting to, to level up in terms of what they were able to, to um, ask for. And uh, definitely the team wouldn't have been able to cater to that many big contracts, right? Coming into coming into another season, and then well, the new money era. was one well, money was part of it, but I yeah. think that we kind of saw it from the get go, yes. and it wasn't so much that they could win or not win. It's just, I think, in terms of Kraus, and I got no problem with him. He deserves the credit, and you yeah. saw that towards the end, where you know he looked like he seemed like he was vilified, but he was also a victim because he was getting teased a lot. Um, by the players and the lack of respect. Yeah. But yeah. at the end of the day, Jerry Krause did help bring championships to that team. I he agree. is responsible for bringing those pieces Six via draft, via yep. trade, signs, yep. you name it, free agency, yep. to cultivate one a team best, one of the best. around Michael Jordan yes. that they would make them a you know a two-time three-peat champion, right? I agree. So I, I think he deserves his credit there. Of the issue was the bridge was already burned at the beginning of the season. Yes. When you tell Phil Jackson, I don't care if you go 82, 82 and 0, and 0, you're not right? coming back next season. No, the come emotional on, man. toll. When, they te- when the team celebrated the championship, and this is why I disagree with you, when the team okay. celebrated that sixth championship, yeah. relief on the faces, the joy, yes. all of them could agree. The ones that were there, the day one guys, yes, right? Primarily MJ and, of course, Phil Jackson. Yeah. They said this was the sweetest championship of them all. The sixth one was better than their first. It was better than their fifth, fourth, third, or second. Why? Because of the emotional toll, the journey they went through. To get there. The fire they went through. Yes. And to do what no team has ever done. No. And And to do it the way they did it. Because they did face adversity and the challenges that rose, especially early on in the season. Yes. A lot of people were saying that they were going to go down, and they almost did. Yeah. Indiana, you know, gave them a good fight. Listen, Reggie. Miller, and if you look at Utah in some of those games, they, you know, outside of what was a game three, yeah. where they got blown out and held to 54 points, that outside of that, they were in those contests. That was bad. That's more than a yeah. blip. <laughs> That's it's a, a record to this day. That's a record, uh, but right? for the lowest points in a in a basketball game. In any in the organized NBA. NBA game, Moses. Yes. Moses. 
Uh, I'm aware they got blown up by plus forty. Moses. Yes, I get it. I get it. But what I'm getting at was Will it was Chamberlain scored because of the emotional toll. Point, the fact that Phil Jackson. I'm, hey, don't divert me. I'm getting okay, back I'm on the. Point. I'm outside. getting back on point. I just here. think that people need to know. Four. Okay, you you had a guy who said you're not coming back yes. even if you went perfect throughout the season. Yes. So when somebody tells you that at the at the start of your job and and you know by June you're done, and they're asking you to come back. Yeah. I'll be like, no, the emotional toll that you put me through, it's absolutely already, not. Jerry Reinsdorf yeah. wanted him back. Jerry Krause wanted him back. It would yes. have been interesting if Jerry Krause was alive to this day yes. and to hear his thoughts. And what he said, you know what? I would have changed my mind. I wouldn't have said what I said. And, and, that, and that's that. If he was alive today, yeah. I'm curious to know if he would actually regret the words he said to Phil Jackson. Mm-hmm. You would go 82-0. and 0, And if you do, you're still not coming back. That's what I want to know because I think, and like I said before, with an NBA lockout, you could have at least had a chance for another ring, a legitimate. No, scratch that. I keep saying that Guaranteed. they're going to win it, Guaranteed. win it. I I, I profess it, even though <laughs> it's, it's not going to happen anytime yeah. soon because that's the past. It's too late. But. They yeah. would have won. They I could, do they believe won, yeah. in my heart of heart they would have won a seventh championship because it was a shortened season. Yeah. And this is a team I think would have done well uh, with a few amount of games compared to an 82-game schedule plus playoffs. Yeah, no, I completely agree. Like, I definitely do think that uh, the the tenacity of the team and, like, what, what um, Miller even said, and I think that's the biggest part of it, is having a veteran championship team knowing what it takes to get to the to to that level right and i think that that skill set or at least that that um having that trumps everything like depending on how good because i mean utah is a very good team but i don't think in those situations they knew how to deal with going down one or losing a game uh, a blowout game like that and how to mentally get back into it or they, I mean they did but I don't think they really did toward the end I think that that 54 game really shook them you know and that was definitely a statement piece but that's also something that teams have been able to come back from and those are teams w- that have players who have won before so I agree with you on that point just on l- less on the scheduling and the physicality of it all but more so just on already having that prowess and that ability to read situations especially in playoffs because yeah like they said they play you you play the whole season for those games that's literally the only reason you play the regular season right so you put more into it and your preparation and your approach needs to be a lot different to a regular season game but not very many players know that or know how to get to that point or what the preparation that is needed there. So, I, I, yeah, I could suffice to say that I would imagine that had they been given the opportunity, contracts all considered, you know, everything like A-OK, dotted your I's, crossed your T's, I don't see it. I don't see any issue with it. But you, you said you also think retroactively they could had Jordan not left Elijah one probably wouldn't have had that trophy either. So it would have gone either way. It would have either been seven from ninety from ninety eight back is seven or ninety nine, and they he still no, has the. I think they would have won. I think they won eight in a row. Eight. 
y'all here because to, here I, i'm thinking the latter stages yeah. that the latter stages that didn't help them but, but i mean they won yeah. six championships but in I, years i think i'm saying those two years in the middle of the 90s 94 and yeah. 95 they should have been titles for the bulls if jordan continued to play he didn't and it was a free-for-all and the rockets won back-to-back titles Would you so s- elijah Wan shouldn't Think Michael Jordan in this game. <laughs> Elijah Wan, yeah, no, I mean, I think that is the number one much, pick in that same draft in '84. Yeah, should I, be thankful. I think, I think a lot of people do agree that Elijah Wan was kind of gifted to uh, two rings by Jordan, basically, but because he's not there. But I would have, I would have loved to see Jordan and the and the Bulls take on the the Because that would have been a that those would be iconic. Incredible. Games. I know, like the. I think when you look at every single NBA playoff series, you, you look at the Bulls as the favorites. I don't know if they would have been if they took on the '94 Rockets. The '95 Rockets were kind of they were weaker. Yeah, they they, they uh, lost they lost a few <laughs> players. Yeah, by that time, a few players had had. To but leave. they still brought in Clyde Drexler. They ended up yes. sweeping the Orlando Magic, who beat yeah. the Bulls, by the way, yes. that same year. Yeah, 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 yeah. They killed them. And listen, man, you know the dream. It's the dream. Um, and you know he he uh, brought one back home for Africa. So you know, always uh, always a positive there. But uh, so no, like I definitely I think that's definitely Jordan's. Uh, notion and i think that makes for more lore i think that's just gonna build towards his uh the the uh the lore of michael jordan the the week the seven and eight championships are now almost you know guaranteed part of who he is now Uh, de facto championships that could have been like it's less about a maybe and more a certainty i think for a lot of people i agree with you on that one is that after this documentary, everyone can say firmly a seventh at least, whether it be uh, before he he retired he retired the first time or maybe the ninety nine season. But I agree, at minimum seven, eight. I don't know. You might be pushing. He, he would have probably he would have probably did what LeBron did except win, because LeBron won. What? I'm not. I'm spitting facts. I'm, I'm not saying anything I, disrespectful. I can't wait. I'm just saying I it's an accomplishment a, for LeBron. Take, LeBron just could me. not win those games. That was the issue. He what? But he got three championships. That's all fine and good. If you're it just does not, all right. Well, so uh, to and our listeners, I'm just kind of adding to that point. To I still our, think to that our it listeners, stacks, stacks up to. It doesn't stack up to yeah. Michael Jordan. Yeah, to our listeners six six. who who still are listening and haven't. Uh, uh, stop the podcast because you know what this man just said. You know, uh, for those of you decided, hey, I double it up. I like LeBron. <laughs> I enjoy I'll watching stay, LeBron I'll James play. My only difference on is he's not. He Three will be considered brother. one of the best. Yeah, oh, he'll be considered. Wow. I think yeah. of him as number two. Yeah, Ooh. when all things are considered, number yeah. one. And even then, some you people will Bill push Russell, him right? out of that. I don't even know if he reaches the top three yeah. in some people's minds. Not even Bill and, and I'm referring to LeBron, but regardless of what people think of, you know, who's in that pack, we all know the the alpha dog out of all of them is Michael Jordan. The original. He is the goat of all goats. The originator. Yeah. Bar none. For sure. For sure. For sure. For sure. Oh, for sure. I completely agree. Um, and for that, now we're on to the last segment 
of the show. Moses, you ready for another week? We got it. I think I have a better setup than this time around than I did last time. So cross your fingers. You know, we are in for another episode of Draft or Drop. Yeah. Draft day. It's a trash. It's a sweet, sweet. Stay in your lane. And uh, I'll take a look. And uh, again, you know, this show this uh, segment works by uh we discuss a show a few clips from the past week or things that have come up in sports uh we discuss them take a look at them uh, we judge whether it's uh something good so we draft it or it's something bad do we drop it so yeah moses you ready to go yeah i'm just gonna take that down yes and i'm gonna get this the ball rolling so all right on our first one we got um Moses, tell me about this. Tell me about this. What do you think about this? So, uh, Bleacher Report just recently uh, got to uh, sit down again with, with AI, or at least to, to review some of the things he said. And this is more so in relation to Michael Jordan uh, taking such effort when he was getting built up for the NBA. Uh, so, uh, AI said, uh, in re- reference to why he didn't lift weights while in the NBA, he said, that shit was too heavy. So uh, what are we th- what are we thinking? What are we thinking, Moses? Is this uh, that was an excellent answer by the yeah. answer? Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. I like well in terms of what he did. Like, would have he been more durable? Like, how how do we kind of contextualize and, and put this into his game? What would have weights done to his game that would have made him better? Yeah, right? like yeah. the game at that time. Yes, it was still physical. There was hand checking and everything else, but it wasn't like the eighties or no. early nineties here. Yes. Later on in his career, things started to loosen up for superstar players such as Iverson. Yes. In the year, I think two thousand one, when he led his team and won MVP and went to the finals, but lost to the Lakers. Mm-hmm. I think little things like that. I, 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 I don't know. It's just it's funny. It's a funny comment. <laughs> it's like, that's what I get out of it. Yeah. Um, so yeah. what do you think? I'm a, Would you draft it or would you drop it? I'm dr- well, I, I, I prefer gains. I think muscles are great in his case. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know what? I'm drafting it because I think it's a funny comment from AI. He wasn't a big guy to begin with, no. so it's fun. Yeah, no, of course. I, I think I'd draft it as well. Uh, AI definitely with the, with, the, with the funny comment here, definitely in relation to how rigorous Michael Jordan was with building his body, right? And then you have this guy's like, the shit was too, come on, man. He crossed him I, up good, though. <laughs> listen, without the rose, too. You know, that's that says something to me because I felt like he was Samson when he had the rose in and he did it with just a brush. He did it with a brush cut. <laughs> he crossed Michael Jordan on with a brush cut. I've never seen someone yeah. more yeah, severe than that. OK, no, glad glad that we, we know that one. And good then, way to introduce yourself. Good to way to introduce yourself. And then here's our young rookie. Here's our second clip. To the south stand, the famous yellow wall, which was empty today, of course. Uh, why did you do that? Uh, why not? <laughs> Is it a kind of message you want to send out? Yes. Would you tell us a message? To my fans. To they're my fans. They're everything for you and for Borussia Dortmund. It is. Thanks a lot. It was a pleasure to talk to you. I will say this. I love Erling Haaland, man. That dude has balled Incredible. out. Not on, before coming to Dortmund. Oh, for sure. He balled out. For sure. And I think, the, I think what, what made me even you know endear myself to the man even more so was the fact that he rejected Manchester United yes. and came to Dortmund. Yeah. So that was like, 
extra star but for that man. I do think kudos he, to him. Tremendous player. Oh I think it's great. I thought it was weird, Liverpool, but because I watched that game yes. and it was the River Derby, and I was so happy. Yes, so happy they just destroyed Schalke. I was extremely beyond thrilled. I was over the. It was what a what a I way was to ready come back. to pull out the credit card and buy every single jersey, <laughs> jersey. of the Department players that any, played that night. Any that played that seriously, to me that I was like, yes, yes. absolutely. Starting with uh, starting with Holland, uh, the young kid's going to be a stud um, in uh, world football in no time. Yeah, uh, and I think he's going to be an international name down the road. For uh, for now. Um, man, I was very happy. I thought it was, I, I get the gesture and it's funny. Cause I don't know if it was like, I don't know if they had ushers or employees that were still working at the stadium yeah. or who that was or <laughs> one of the technical directors. I don't like know. But all I know, it was funny to see that to yeah. me, yeah. but I get that. I got the, I got the gesture. Yeah. I think that's what it was. It was a salute because on a game like that, unfortunately it had to be played behind closed doors behind for closed the reasons doors, yeah. we all know. Yeah. But I just uh, I thought I thought that even better was that uh, reply. I think he said it's just seven words in that entire interview. Yeah, no, and it was it, fantastic. It just made no sense. And I mean, like, it's not like he needs to. It's someone from the German press asking him a question in English in the German league. It's not like he needs to really know what he's saying, right? Like, I don't think anyone puts it to him like, "Hey, man, you really glove that up." This is Bundesliga, <laughs> right? But at the same time, it's kind of like no one else has anything to do. So a lot of eyes were on this this game. Like you said, you watched. I caught it too, and I was like, I don't know if that's what normal people say in, uh, in terms of interviews. But I'm not going to hold it against him. The, the boy comes from what? Iceland, is it? I don't think he's been too much. I don't think he's been too much in the way of media trained. And before that, he was just literally, I think, two seasons ago, no one knew who he was, right? Well, he had that great Europa League. He had the great Champions League yeah, to start for, off with for too, Salzburg um, this year. Yeah, so yeah. he's Norwegian. Yeah, Norwegian. Sorry about that, y'all. I'm sure the the uh, the y'all the Vikings are coming for me. But um, yeah, Erling. His middle name is Braut. 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 Yeah, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised the guy goes. Yeah, he played with Red Bull Bull Salzburg and he scored a hat trick in his first game or something. Like the dude was just a scoring machine. Like it was just unreal. And then, uh, you know, got scooped up by Dortmund at the transfer window. And what did he do in like the first like, you know, like five minutes of his play when he came on as a sub, he scored a goal. And then he had like three or four goals. He had like three goals in, and they were all substitute appearances. Yes. Three goals. In less than an hour of yeah. Bundesliga play, it's incredible. And he was just coming in as a substitute when he started. So I was like, "He's going to be the next damn this kid's." But he I'm needs right. to he needs to go see a, uh, a PR specialist, uh, get himself a little bit more media trained there. Uh, yes, he's going to be having a lot more of those moments <laughs> come to come because uh, nothing else is happening. So uh, Holland, you gotta you gotta step up, buddy. You gotta get on the MJ level. Of media train, you know, we need to get you because, there. yeah, you know, because you will be the next. I'm kidding, well, you might be, he might be the next MJ, but who knows? He, he could, he could very well be. He didn't really come in with a lot of, um, a lot well, of fanfare. Yeah, it's not like you know, he came in with like the hype that Ronaldo came in with, yes, or Messi to I a think, certain degree, right? I think maybe or La Masia. He's just more so a prolific scorer right now, a young prolific scorer is, I think, the way <laughs> we see him. Uh, they'll need to be a lot more in testing you know, against big teams, uh, a lot more situations to see 
the time the, he also he also has to fail a few more times. He needs to fail. He needs to know what it's like to lose. Um, I think that will start to really show who he is as a player. And then I think at that point is when you start to see who the real greats are. Now it's where Ronaldo and Messi really succeeded. Is when whenever they failed, how they came back the next year trying to be a, a better player, right? But besides all that seriousness, Moses, please give us your verdict on this week. Draft, uh, draft or a draft? draft? You draft. <laughs> oh, that is the question. You draft. You draft. I'm drafting AI and I'm drafting uh, Holland. Drafting well. Holland, drafting AI. That's that's two for two. I too would draft Holland. This is a beautiful clip. Uh, I wouldn't draft the statement. I don't think uh, it's necessary. But why not? Uh, as a uh, of course, I, I do hope that is something they play back because uh, because yes yes <laughs> of course the fans. Yeah. And then he cuts out just before. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know what? He might just be taking. Me. I think he may have just been taking the, uh, the, uh, the, 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 the social distancing thing to the next level. He's like, you know what? This reporter's getting a little too close. I'm feeling his 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 breath on my face. You know, I, it's not working out. Let me get this. Let me get this 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 interview one and done, and let me get the hell out of there. You know, but beautiful, beautiful display anyway. So yeah. That brings brings another week of the uh, the show, uh, the Beyond the Bleachers show. Hope you guys enjoyed that segment, Moses. Is there anything else that you wanted to say? Um, you know what? Yeah. It's been a good week. Uh, you know, the, week. the wrapping up is a little disappointing, but like the, to start it off, like disappointing isn't there's no more episodes, but yeah. to wrap up the, the show, show the way they did the ten parter, it was Beautiful. genius work by Jason Hare. Yeah. I enjoyed it thoroughly. Yes. And um, I'm looking forward to to seeing if there's going to be other ones. I, I know agree. down the road they said there was a Kobe one. We yeah. talked about that a I couple gonna, episodes. I was going to say I do hope uh, this fosters a very good relationship between him and ESPN because if there's any company because he did has, the Fab Five as well. Yeah, because he did the Fab Five documentary. Yeah, so he he's got uh, he's, he's got, got an eye for it. He's really, got a, exactly. He's got he's, an eye he's for it. He's got a fantastic job. Um, he, um, and and the editing in it is just incredible. So I do think I want. Well, they see finished that episode. Stuff. By the way, another fun fact of yeah. that one: they finished that episode on Thursday. So the tenth oh, final episode gosh. that aired on Sunday was finished just days before. Ah. <laughs> so I want to see the the what was left on the cutting room floor. I think that may be the most the next interesting thing if they could green light something like that like maybe the the clips that weren't that didn't make it because they couldn't find a place for them good clips but they just you know what i mean in terms well of then maybe you can ask him the question that you've been uh saying he was really hungover right? yeah oh, like, for sh- come on guys the man was polishing off a, a glass of what tequila was it a glass of te- tequila or or rum or whiskey. What was that? Oh, like during the in interviews? In the interview. My man is smoking cigars like you cannot believe. The drinking beers on the well, plane. Well, first of all. You're trying can, to tell can, me can, a pizza can, did that? I'm just thinking, because the way you're making it sound. Yes. Is like the guy has been drinking everything from like. <laughs> action. From <laughs> the moment they said action. The moment said, all right, let's start this yeah, thing. Yeah, the season and, starts. Because like you see the drink, you're like from day and night, you're like all of a sudden this guy's <laughs> trickled down. And like, it could have just been one drink, you know. He had like quite a few fingers in there. Let's say that, Moses. <laughs> he had quite a few licks in there. And I don't know how long this interview went for, but I'm sure I'm sure he, he, he got up once or twice to get a re- Let me get a refill. Hey, 
Mark, I need my lighter. I got a, I got a new cigar I got to light. You know, not going to lie, I actually want to start, you know, smoking cigars okay. regularly right. because of Michael Jordan and how All cool right. he made it. All right. Cubans are back. Come on. You got to think about You got to think about that. You know, you're like, okay, that dude looks badass. He's got the cigar on. He's got his own Jordans on. He's just smoking and looking at that beachfront property. And you're like, damn. I hear you. The frequency. Damn. That's the life. That's the life. The frequency, though. Think about this, Moses. I think more so those are vices or controls to keep him, his high level thinking, (laughs) like bring it back down to earth. Man, like, you know what's funny about the whole small cigars and everything? And we always say, it, like, it's bad for health. And yeah, yeah, smoke. We get it. We get it. We get it. But <laughs> what's interesting is, <laughs> as I was just like, here's the butt. Passive, yeah. <laughs> but, here's the butt. <laughs> but, yeah. yes. Yeah. We're so, waiting for that Marlboro sponsorship. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's next. I'll perform. <laughs> yeah, that's coming up next. You bet. But uh, back to what was very interesting was even Tim Grover, his, his trainer. Yeah. Like, knew how to get his body in such an optimal level is like, you can have X amount of cigars a day. You can have yeah. this day drink day and still have them compete at a at peak that level. level. That's how insane it is. Yeah. That's how crazy he was. I and that's so. how I amazing agree. Jordan is. I think, I think I, it just adds to that folklore. Yeah. Oh, for sure. And, uh, I completely, I could not agree more. And, uh, you know, as we now say, technically this podcast, we're putting it close to the show we are i doubt we'll be able to discuss too much more going forward maybe there'll be aftermarks about it but uh outside of that like this has been a great uh lost dance run for the the podcast great way to come back uh to the fans or the, whoever's listening whoever watches us i know you guys are fans um the eight of you but thank you so much for being a thank part you of to this. all the bots who do watch all the bots who do watch shout out the bots man um and yeah we definitely enjoyed the last dance we're looking forward to whatever happens in the future hopefully more documentaries Mm -hmm. 30 for 30s maybe we'll get into but yeah going forward the beyond the bleachers are going to be doing uh you know picking up where we left off like doing things like interviews and things like that so uh stay tuned for more you know we love to do this we love to bring you more content and we look forward to seeing you next week uh with a new episode. So, um, signing off here from Tendo and Moses. Thanks, Moses, for being a part of it. Uh, another episode. I'll see you next week. Absolutely. Looking forward to it. All right. Bye, y'all. <laughs>